Seminar. Welcome to Seminar 21 Commentary. I am the director, Marcus Beatty, and sitting with me today is the ever-wonderful Christy Plotkin. Hey there, everybody. There we go. Uh, Christy is joining me as she wrote uh, both of these episodes, um, and I am determined to get more writers on this show. And so Christy had, lucked out. She got to be the first one because she now had three shows on uh, seminar. Uh, we started back in 19 with um, Outer Space Out. I was going to say Outer Space, and I messed up. <laughs> and now, in these three shows, I mean, all these shows are completely different. Um, you have one where you have one guy at the end who dies after a very long time in space. And these... I lost count. years, Then we have, in, in these two shows, we have uh, zombies, and then we have pretty much, you know, just the average people around. So I have to wonder, what were you smoking when these shows came up? Um, well, for Space Out, I was watching Firefly. And, uh, it was the episode where the weird, I don't know, crazy guy comes in and he, he's acting all flawed and everything and, and, uh, and at some point in time he accidentally gets pushed off into space and whatnot. I was thinking, wow, that would really suck. He's left floating in space and, I don't know, I imagine he would die because I doubt the suits would, you know, keep him alive, but God, what if Society was stupid enough to make suits that would make you live forever. <laughs> oh man, that, that 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 is a frightening thought. But that that character, that's Jubal Early. Um, huh? The the name of that character from the Firefly episode is Jubal Hello? Early. Ah, you there? Yeah. Yeah. It, it keeps cutting out. Maybe it's because I'm in the background. Hello. Maybe. <laughs> We're still here. Don't worry, folks. I'm still here. I will move forward a little bit. Hopefully, this will help. Okay, we'll give that a try. Uh, the the character from that Firefly episode, though, was Jubal Early. I I never remembered what his character was, but I imagine yeah. that is exactly what he is. <laughs> <laughs> now, in these two shows that we have here, which is the uh, Hot Dog Diet, which is a weird title, just to let you know, when I was putting it together, I thought it was a strange title. Well, I, I can give you the explanation yeah. for that title. Okay. Except, um, I, I don't know if I... Actually, yeah, I really shouldn't give you the explanation for the title, but let's just say it's it's of a certain um, liquid-ish substance that comes from the body ended up tasting like this to a friend of mine, and and that would be why. And thank you for joining us, folks. Oh. Yes, <laughs> that's the show. Tip your waitresses. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the yeah. people who listen to this show are going to be scared. Okay, okay. So, you can see the difference between the Space Out and the Hot Dog Diet and the, the second show that's on this, which is our zombie Didn't show, which I couldn't say the name of right now. It's oh, the, the Lollipop Killed. There you go, the Lollipop kill, Killed, not Guild, Killed, with a K. Uh, so, Just remember, all my titles are puns except for the Hot Dog Diet. <laughs> now, the Hot Dog Diet, this is based on a real-life event. Yes, um, this is based off of this one night, uh, my friend and I went to go eat sushi, and then uh, the entire time she was constantly trying to get a hold of the guy that she is into, but who refuses to admit there's anything going on between them, 
despite the fact that they clearly are having things going on between them. Um, anyway, so she was constantly texting him, and he said he was going to call her after he'd finished giving his friends driving uh, lessons and whatnot. And uh, so uh, we ended up wasting like two hours in between that time, the time we ended sushi and getting home. And by that time, we decided, okay, we're going to work on a script. Because me and my friend were script writers and whatnot. And, uh, well, if you listen, that's kind of exactly what went down. And a lot of the dialogue was from memory, um, just about exactly what was said. Just cut down a lot. Like, I cut out the two hours in between because it was me and her driving around. And the, uh, girl who plays Rose actually is my other best friend. And she, uh, she was on the phone with us during those two hours, so I guess it gave her a little mindset, which got her the part, I guess, in the end. <laughs> well, she had a great audition and just a great vocal all the way through. Now, you were recording this, but you helped to record this, basically. Yeah, um, it, it was pretty fun, because, well, I, I recorded her for the audition. Well, it's been two hours. I'm the one with my friend group, so... I record for her, another friend, and for Renee Christine Jones, who plays Dixie and uh, Dixie Sandberg in Casa in Vegas. And and you're very good at character. And yeah. Seth will be so happy you said that right. Uh. <laughs> well, you didn't. Wasn't there this whole big debate on the show about this is how it's pronounced? People, will you pronounce it right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always there, there's always been a fight over that floor show with everybody calling it like Steinberg and Sternberg and everything. It's still S-T-E-N, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, but people. It shouldn't be pronounced any way. Oh, I know, but it just amazes me when people say it wrong or improperly. Poor Seth, man, just he goes after people. It's hilarious, and it's. He has the Fine. power of you know ninjas on his side, apparently. So. Okay, well, I wouldn't deny it. <laughs> I don't want those ninjas going after me. For, for obvious reasons. You know, ninjas yeah. are always dangerous. Especially um, when they go up against pirates. I mean, considering I am just so very into pirates right now, that would be deadly for me. Now, the hard part for me on doing this show was I actually, at one point, if you had him on the phone, I actually traveled down the phone line during this during this episode to the other side of the phone where he's at. And I, and because at first when I was reading the script and I was pulling the lines together, I was sitting there saying, there's no way I could just keep this one guy on the phone and in one side of the ear constantly. I have to bring him out to the forefront. No, no, you're still there, don't worry. I still have him. Well, you every now and then go into the static phone thing. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I, I was actually... I am static um, fuzzy. <laughs> what we were talking about was you did the thing with the... With the, with the phone Nathan, Yeah, switching over to Nathan's house. And the music you have playing in the background in Nathan's house is kind of the music that the guy that Nathan was based off of listens to. So I just thought that was a mad stroke of either genius or mad luck. I'd go with dumb luck. I'm thinking it has to be a mix of both. Yeah, my, you choose your dumb, <laughs> dumb luck with me. Yeah. <laughs> what I live for is dumb luck. Uh, if I didn't have that, I'd have no luck at all when I do these things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 
it was just I, I felt it needed a more. I needed to put music behind him to to let everybody know I changed the to change the scene. And so I, I just did a crossfade over like over the phone line, so to speak, and then moved right. us there with oh. a different, and then gave us a different music, wow. so they know I've separated myself from that scene. So it was just I was just literally picking music, and I, as I listened to the scene, I picked the music. All my music tracks are done after the show is done, except for the opening on this show. The entire opening sequence in the restaurant was done in like an hour and a half. And it was done as one complete take unto itself, right? Because mm-hmm. I had the perfect music for it that I that I accidentally had on my system. It was hilarious. So it was like I was it's like, Oriental Restaurant. I said, "Wait a minute! I actually have a track that will fit that." <laughs> Fantastic! Let's use it. I was like, and it works. And it works perfectly. And it's a perfect theme because it opens and closes itself. Uh-huh. And then you can just, and I, I cross these right. out of it, but it, it just opens and closes itself, so it makes it you can make just the perfect drop. Um, there's a, lot, a couple of shows I've had where it was hard, I had to do like transition separations because of the difference in the scene, but the base in this one was that I didn't have to do that, which I thought was fantastic, because the way this script was written is like perfect when it comes to, when it comes to a scene breakdown. <laughs> because well, that's what four years of playwriting and directing under <laughs> Robert Rotenberry and I don't know. I, I guess I've gone through a partial semester of. Oh wait, no, that doesn't count because I didn't do that when I had written. Yeah, let's just blame that on four years of playwriting and directing. Four years of playwriting and directing. <laughs> wow. There you play, playwriting and directing. It, it was a terrible class. It, <laughs> the teacher talked on and on and on and. Um, funny story I only found out afterwards, but Alicia Lane Matheson actually took this exact same class, exact same teacher, went to my high school. Oh, wow. And it sort of blew my mind when I found that out. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Yeah, especially since I'm good friends with Renee, and Renee's good friends with Alicia, so, yeah. And Alicia's independent. Uh, yes. I believe we call it Vegas. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> on that she and Renee both work on it. Yeah, so. I believe they, they are the co-creators of that show pretty much. And that show, man, really opts for the uh, dangerous side of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like in competition with, with, with Kingery, I think, right now for who can, who can go the deepest. <laughs> down down the path of the hot dog diet. So <laughs> I'm gonna be coming back to that constantly throughout this commentary because now that I have the imagery in my head, ah, don't worry, I'm back. I'll still be there. I know, I know. Every now and then, you know, you like phase out, and I'm like, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I think I can sort of guess it. It's because we've gone through this before. <laughs> it's all complimentary. Yeah, this is the second time we're doing the commentary. For those of you who have never heard the first one, you never will. Uh, so <laughs> I've had to have I've had to have that show burn. So I'm trying to remember everything we talked about. But it was a wild night. I was in I was in All the all. All the passing memories. I remember turning the microphone on. Uh, that was it. 
No, and then I remembered we'd stopped recording and we came up with all this brilliant chatter and you'd stopped recording. <laughs> I'd already hit stop on it and had my ending perfectly placed and then we chattered on and I was like, great, I, why wasn't I recording all of this? It was perfect moments and I lost it. And that's usually what happens even when, when I'm doing the commentaries with that cat. Is that uh, all the best stuff happens when we stop recording. Of course it does. <laughs> Or just before, because we know we're safe then. Nothing can be held against us. We get that way. <laughs> the hot dog diet came from a real thing. The lollipop killed, which is the second feature in this. Where did that one spring up from? All right. So about the time that when first started, which is mm, February, March, depending on, yeah, there were workshops and then actual fair started. Um, I went around to all my friends and asked them. I think the first thing I asked was, what should my main character be named? And my, I was at the, the gym with my friend, and he said, Hector Henceforth. So I'm like, okay, I will name my protagonist Hector Henceforth. And so then I went to my friends at there and asked them, all right, so what um, should we be? Um, the, what should it be about? And Alex, my... What the hell? I have so many best friends, I'm sorry. One of my best friends, she said, Space Zombies. So, I went with Space Zombies. And then I asked, I believe, Elisa, the girl playing Rose, um, what, uh, the, who the least likely person to survive a zombie attack would be. And she said, a man with no arms and no legs. And therefore, I made Hector henceforth a man with no arms and no legs. No arms and no legs. That would have to be the hardest person to escape the attack. That's for sure. And Hector did it. <laughs> Hector did it. <laughs> and in the end, of course, he pulls it out. You know, but uh, that, that's the hero role, which is really odd. Well, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you know, especially she's such a such a jerk. And if you're wondering where I got the inspiration for his actual person. Probably be my dad. Because <laughs> my dad, in fact, is a man who may as well have no arms and no legs as he is a cripple. And he has multiple sclerosis and can't move. All he can do is move his head. So, like, he plays, uh, he, he plays poker all day. What he does is he uses his chin, which is a quicker thing, which acts in the mouth. Sort of like a window, except it's actually his head. And just, okay. and not as funny. Oh, good. But, yeah. You want to come pick me up? So, I my, want you to my dad's one of those very ornery people, which I would imagine is from having to sit in there and very unorthodox. Yeah. What's your name? Magician? Wow. Yeah. Did you come from an interesting family already? Oh. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he where you get, you get, you get I mean, because you have a real talent for writers. I mean, for those of you uh, go back and listen to it for all the eight of you that actually listen to my commentary. Um, and I mean, but I mean, because you, you really have a, a knack for, for grabbing the characters. I always try to figure out what words to say. Words are easy. I don't know why. It, it's the plot that that baffles me. I'll write characters until I find a plot, and I guess I don't know. It works. <laughs> and, and that makes that makes sense to me, though. I mean, because that. What I have a problem is, like, right now I've got scripts, I've got, like, five scripts that are constantly being written on my hard drive. And literally it takes me, it'll take me days to 
narrowed down the conversation, which you have very well done, is, is, is the conversation. Well, I sort of cheated with the hot dog diet, but. <laughs> yeah, because you were in the middle of that conversation, so you already I knew it. I was half that conversation, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was a third of that conversation. You were a third I don't know what the other third was. I made up all of Nathan's lines. <laughs> I surmised. You just, you just guessed from the responses. Yes. That's the best type of script, though, really. I mean, is the one that you, you sit there the and you fill, you're, you're filling in the blanks. So you can literally say whatever you want as long as it lines up with the answer you gave. You're good to go. Yeah, and according to my friend who rose with face off of, I got his lines pretty close. <laughs> I, I know my friends far too well, I guess. I don't know. I'm but, pretty good at judging people. But you do very good conversational where the characters interact. I mean, I can narrow down a plot to a script of where I want stuff to fall within it when it comes down to, like, to like patterning out a script. But I always have a hard time with the, with the point A, getting from point A to point B. It's the drive from those points that still... Uh-oh, doing the fuzz. You said something. Yeah, it's, it's, it, for, for me, it's the drive from, from plot A to plot B, getting that conversation that carries that over. Mm-hmm. That's where I always that's where I always fall apart right there. Is I can I can get plots, I just can't put the in between portions. That's why I have, that's why I write for days and be lucky if I get anything out of it. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, I usually start with like I don't know. I'll, I'll write about a page of a script, and if it's not working out so well, then I'll completely forget about the script. I'll intend fully to go back and you know write more of it. It's just I never get around to it because. Like to see it, a on to the next idea, basically. I, I just keep up. I, I get all depressed and then I move on to something that amuses me. <laughs> see, what I, what I do is if, if I get stuck on a script, I stop working on it, I touch it away, I come back to it later. So that's why I have like five. I usually don't. That's why I have five incomplete ones sitting on my hard drive right now. Yeah. And the worst part is I already know the sequels to them. But I have no oh God, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't finished I know the how that is. <laughs> I can tell you where the plot points are going to go. I just can't get to the plot points yet. So that's what I'm always working on. But I'm currently trying to work out an adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. Acting and everything. I don't know. I'm working that one out. That's really good. So basically, she puts on a, 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 My friend's kind of forcing me to write it. <laughs> oh, they sound like they have your arm twisted behind your back. Yes, yes. Now, we are going to We're going to double back in this conversation real quick. Because you said something earlier that I am going back to. You work at the Renaissance Festival, or work out there occasionally. You work at a Renaissance. That be so bad. Yes, it um, it's during the spring and you know, it's sort of considered bad things. Fine. You don't know who she is. Go watch those shows, darn it. They're good. But listen, Listen, I'm sorry. I'm so used to watching the Don't watch it. You watch your imagination, you know? Anyway. Watch with your eyes closed, but not while you're driving. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Only in the privacy of your own home. Safely away from any mechanical object. (laughs) That might crush me, because that's probably what happened. What happened? He was listening to a show. I don't know. He had his eyes closed. Some idiot told him to close his eyes. 
Uh, I've gotten really good at doing that on the road. <laughs> Closing Nobody your eyes? Uh, Closing my eyes, yeah. yeah. You shouldn't um, be doing that. In, you're, 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 you're what, in near L.A., right? Wow. Um, no, I'm in Orange County, which Orange is County. slightly less crowded. Much less crowded. <laughs> I was about to Especially say. Especially on Brooker's going home. <laughs> Nobody's on the road. Nobody's on the road. So it's safe for you to close your eyes while you're driving. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. As long as it's safe for you to do it, <laughs> then I encourage you. But not if it's not safe for you to do it. Remember, but, kids, it's never safe to close your eyes when driving. Man, right now, man, there's people just saying, where's that lawsuit paperwork at? We got a lawsuit here. And also, remember, I could be lying. Yeah, yeah, you Don't could Don't take be. anything I say is the truth. See, th this whole thing could be a lie. You never know what's exactly. going on here. I mean, I could I be lying. I could be lying. I, although I encourage people to drive with their eyes closed because I want to be entertained. But, oh, man, Jeffrey's going to hate this commentary. So, <laughs> He's going to listen to this one and go, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> I had bleach burning through my head. <laughs> yes, I'm dying my hair right now, sorry. I'm Rita. I'm going to make your life a living circus. At the Renaissance Festival, you, are you a wench? Um, I am a washerwoman, actually. Um, I'm part of the Washerwoman's Guild. What we do is we flat wash all day, and usually we'll get comments. What are you doing here? You requested my presence, buddy. Are really lame and stupid. And for anyone listening, I fully encourage you. Spread the word. It's stupid. Don't do it. Um, and then we um banter with the people walking around, and we'll usually flirt with guys constantly. Whole problems on that. You don't need to do the clown thing here. The Hello? Somebody tell me what the so there's, there's, there's a washerwomen guild. Yes. There's a guild for every group in there. How we get around. There's a present school. There's two types of guilds. Same as in Kansas. Yeah, the washerwomen guild. Um, oh, and we sing, too. Well, you, didn't, you didn't say that. This. That's why I'm dragging this stuff out of you. Come on now. No. Make sure we cover everything we did This before. is the entertaining portion of commentary. It has nothing to do with the shows that are actually playing in the background. Oh, yeah. At least mine a little more. But my, mine are all about getting to know the writers at this point because, you know, I, 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 when I'm doing these scripts and I, and I get them for the first time, since I have, I have no idea who, they, who, who most these people are when I get the script. <laughs> so it's like they, they email these scripts, they say cast these things. I just got to the point where it's like I want to talk to these writers because, I mean, the stuff that I get is always so very good. Because the editing team, of course, is very picky about what gets through them to get on the show. And it's always very, especially with your stuff. Your stuff amazed me from when I got to do the first one. Um, Stays out because it, it was so much fun to put together as a show for me because I got to try out a lot of new sci fi tricks and play with a lot of stuff. Especially if you have one, one character playing the whole thing. God, don't. God. God. And here comes the best death sequence I've ever done in a show right here with Colin Snow. Those were hard to do, I'll let you know. Zombie noises are not fun. I had I had several stops of zombie pits, and I had to pitch shift one of them. There's like nine different levels. Happened, happened. <laughs> um, zombie effects right. in here because I had to pitch shift some and move some around. 
chance to, to really go ahead and pick on the zombie but uh, so so going back to the Renaissance Festival because we're not worried about the show folks. Oh. Uh, we're we're show. Okay, it's just there. It's in the background for my entertainment because I get bored while talking with people. <laughs> I need to multitask. That's the reason this show exists. Uh, I need to multitask. So you're a washroom, but you're not. Is, is it tra- now I know there's a traveling group of washroom because they come here to where I'm at Florida and have a Renaissance Festival. Yeah, it is. Right, yeah. There's um, two washer washing groups at the air. There's the washing one, you know, which is one, and then there's the washing one lunches, which is actually a stage show. Uh, they set a tub, they, they throw washers at the water, and they throw water at the time. We drag people, drag guys up on stage, and pick on them. And all that stuff. And there's a completely different show than ours. Ours is completely improv-based. We don't have any set shows. What we do is basically we have our set, oh, which is just the well, and this we have and you know the lines behind us, and we've got our our hooch in the background, and we basically the entire time we're running improv. You basically just pick on everybody that walks by, just the regular people walking by, as well as the other characters within the fair. Would be a little useless to carry around scalpel. Right. Yeah, and um, sometimes we'll even bring out things to just occupy our time with. For instance, if, you know, if we want to create a big scene or something. Um, there, I believe it was the year before, the year before last year, um, we had this game called Vegetables. Basically what it was, we would take a whole bunch of different vegetables, radishes, Washerwoman show to a mud show by the afternoon. <laughs> well, it used to. And then um, we, last year, um, our stage was moved in front of this cement, um, I don't know, and cement oval is not a good thing to dive into. It causes scrapes and blood and so is that going to be the next script? Uh, a bunch of washerwomen jump into a pit and beat themselves up by uh, jumping on cement? We should be there in no time. I'm not entirely sure what you just said. You said something about the... Then I buzzed out on you. Um, I was talking about the... So fading out. Ah, I'm fading out. I'm still here. Honest. No, you are on my side. It's so weird. Oh, no. Anyway, go on. We're holding on there for the bandwidth of children. But <laughs> the next the next script is basically you you um with uh, washerwomen jumping into a cement pond. Watch it, sir. Apparently I wasn't meant to hear it. Until of course the commentary comes out and then I'll hear what a 
And then you'll hear, you'll, like and you'll email me, and you'll say, no, that's not what the next script is. You're an idiot. And I can say, thank you. I know I am. I can be in politics. All right, thank you very much. That's a prerequisite. Anyway, we're not getting political here, honest. Of course not. We're stepping on this side. I else to talk so there's an entire um, well, we have Mark Zarecor in this show, no, not who did the voice of the, the voice of the It started specifically in here. What does that even mean? That means that the travel voice probably started through some of the medical equipment. Which gives this nice thing, but the, the best part is coming up for him here in a little bit. Um, Okay, quick question. You said something about Mark Zaracor, him coming up soon, him having a great gravelly thing about his voice. What did you say in between? <laughs> he, played, he played the doctor in this and that. Okay. Yeah, he was, he, he's the voice of the doctor. He just gave it his, his great doctory voice, his old doctory voice. And did you see that? It's really We're going to have this wish coming up soon, but, um... I make scripts like these because I enjoy the gore. There we go. That's the hit right there. You get the little demon voice, which I use as this little type voice. As, like, the voice of a small zombie attacking. And that's, like, a little demon voice that I found, which I thought was really kind of cool. <laughs> yes. Like I said before, I love the zombie noises. How you? I don't know. You you got the child zombie thing going on, great. And that's what. And that was that was a lot of pitch shifting and a lot of very careful timing. Because I, I thought I was going to screw it up all the way through. Because I'm like re-listening. I, I don't know how many times I listened to the show, at least segments of it over and over again to make sure I was like hitting what I wanted to hear. And that's what, that's always the hard part for me is is nailing down. The, the tone of the show and the, and the, and the timing to the vocals. So I'm like always listening to it like in five line segments over and over. Again. Yeah. <laughs> After a while, man, I start reciting the lines in my head, you know, and then I'm putting different voices. And then you've got the script memorized. And then I have the script mostly memorized, yes. And then I move on to the next show and I've forgotten all about what I did. Look. Uh, <laughs> And then three months later, or what is it, two, three, four months later? I don't know. It's two months until the show comes out. From production, like, yeah, from production to coming out, it's two, about two months. Yeah. Two months later, you're like, wait, I, I, I did that? Already the plot. What? Oh, my God. Well, pretty much, yeah. I, mean, I, know. I know for Spaced Out, that was a four-month gap for me, because, you know, from writing to finish, you want to know how long it takes that, how long? For the script to go from the editors to me to me to the actors to production to everything is about four months, and so that's about right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a few months late in between. Do it. So we always have a show release, a show in audition, and a show in production. Um, so we always have three things running on every seminar show. And this is probably true for all the pending shows. But I don't have hands. And I, I don't know, they probably have better production schedules than I do, because I'm very, very lazy, and I admit to that freely. Uh, 
then we have the closing sequence here with him in the poor little ship. He can't press the buttons. I had I put like button noises like he was like trying to hit it, you know. Stop it! You can only use so much with your forehead. You know. I don't know any other various images. I don't know. I, I was watching the album and I was like, this is the only guy I could ever pull any up. Back to Mike Whippers, the instructor. Who, and I also like to listen to the trailer for this show that I really. Oh. Yeah, I listened, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You got to hear the trailer already because when we did the first commentary, I sent to the trailer and complained. Mike Winters as the instructor. I'm glad you liked it. I, I just found this great piece of music and I just lined up the lines to it because it was like, I was like, this music will work beautifully. Uh, but um, Christy Plotkin, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me, Christy. Thank you for having me I do, I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join me again. Oh, that's okay. I needed something to take my mind off the burning bleach. Off the burning bleach, yes. See, see folks, see, see the torture a writer goes through to make these shows perfect? They torture themselves by bleaching their hair. Exactly. That's exactly why. Not because I want blue hair. No, of course not. No, that would never be it. Not at all. Oh, man. This is going to go down the annals of, of history as the either best commentary or the creepiest. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting for the best commentary. Yeah, yeah. So once again, we hope to hear more from you, Christy. I thank you very much for your time. I am working on it. And, and since the show's you. now over, uh, we're going to end the commentary.